Sorry. Running the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. The famous words, give me liberty or give me death, were echoed just 20 miles from where this broadcast emanates across America from sea to not-so-shining sea and across to 180 countries around the world. Give me liberty or give me... This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour open-line talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. To express your viewpoint, please call 804-754-1988. That's 804-754-1988. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. It seems that everybody's under stress. Stress seems to be the mark of our times. We have every reason to be under stress, don't we? The things that are happening around our world are terrifying. They're frustrating. They're like a direct and open, continual assault upon our sensibilities, upon our beliefs, upon our sense of well-being, upon our sense of hope and trust and so on. And so doctors are actually seeing the net effect of this in our world. In fact, they're actually seeing the fulfillment of Jesus' statement in the book of Luke that the times will be such at the end of the age that men's hearts will fail them for fear for the things that are coming upon the earth. Question, is your heart failing you for fear? Now, don't answer too quickly because you may not quite fully understand and comprehend how your heart might be failing for fear because stre- uh, stress has amazing, insidious impacts upon our lives. Today, we're going to be taking a look at the effects of stress impacting our immune system, and yes, even our health and our hearts. But beyond that, we're also going to take a look at some other aspects that bring strength to our bodies and to our immune systems. We're also going to be seeing how our government And the governments of the world continue to obfuscate with regard to the continuing, ongoing, and even increasing damage flowing from the horrific shots or jabs that were administered largely under government mandate, both in the United States and around the world. We're going to take a trip to a South American country, Peru, where 84% of the population was jabbed, and where now, just this past week, they are experiencing an eruption of an exceedingly dangerous condition that they believe can only be traced to the COVID jabs. You say, well, I thought you were going to talk about how we can get away from stress. Well, yes, One of the ways that we can get away from stress is actually to do the will of God and to walk in wisdom and uh, in hope and in confidence and in trust and uh, avoid situations that are compelling us into unnecessary stressful situations. That's one of the things that we can do. But bottom line, we have to trust God. 
When God called the children of Israel out of Egypt, they were in deep trouble. They had been under oppression for 400 years there in Egypt. They were not walking as the children of God. They were walking like an Egyptian. And the Bible says that they had, therefore, undergone and experienced the sicknesses of Egypt. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us what the sicknesses of Egypt really were. People might suspect, they might think, they might speculate, but the Bible doesn't actually tell us what those sicknesses and diseases were. But when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, God said to them that in making his covenant with them, if they would follow his covenant, his word and his ways, and trust him and love him with all heart, he would take all of the diseases of Egypt away from them, and they could walk in health in his covenant. Now that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? So why is it then that Christians today are as sick or certainly as sick as everybody else around the planet? Today on Viewpoint, we're not going to pretend that Christians don't get sick. That's not the point. The point is, because we do live in a world, we do live in a world that is worldly and uh, that is part of a fallen world after Adam and Eve sin. However, God said that if we would walk in his ways, he said this to Israel, and we're grafted in if we're true followers of Christ, that he would take that none of the diseases of Egypt would come upon the people. You might say, well, are you talking about a health and wealth gospel? No, not, not the way that's normally thought of. But we can't just eliminate what God said to his people in his covenant. I mean, actually, God made a covenant with Israel. And isn't it interesting that over 400 times from Genesis to Revelation, God tells his people to come out of Egypt. You say, well, I thought he already took them out of Egypt. Well, yes, he did. He took them out of Egypt, but he couldn't get Egypt out of them. And we have that same problem today, don't we? God took us out of Egypt, but he can't get Egypt, the spirit of Egypt, out of us and we don't trust him, we don't love him, we don't trust him with a whole heart, we don't obey his voice, we don't use godly wisdom, and so we find ourselves in increasing stress just like the rest of the world, and our hearts, one way or the other, are failing us for fear for the things that are coming upon the earth. Today, the purpose of our program is not to stress you out, but to help us to, with openness and honesty, address what we're actually dealing with, what Jesus said we would be dealing with, and then talk about, all right, what do we go from here? How can we walk in peace and in confidence, trusting God in times like these, perilous times like these? Now, before we go further, I want to make available to you my book, Out of Egypt. Preparing the way of the Lord in your life for history's final hour, I can almost guarantee you, you've never, ever, ever read a book like this book. It's going to open your mind and your heart to an understanding of the breadth of the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation, and as you read the book, hope 
a new level of hope and trust and confidence is going to emerge in your life for these perilous times. So, I hope that sounds interesting to you. The book is on our website for $15, Out of Egypt, Preparing the Way of the Lord in Your Life for History's Final Hour. You have no idea what you're about to encounter, but I guarantee you it's going to be a revelation of hope, of purpose, of confidence, of strength, all rooted not in psychological encouragement, but in the authority of the Word of God coming straight from His mouth. Out of Egypt. $15 on our website, saveus.org. Saveus.org. You can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA, or you can write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. So, how does stress impact your immune system? When we get back from this break, we're going to take a quick look at how stress impacts your immune system. Stress is a natural response of our bodies. That's not the issue. There are two kinds of stress. One is very damaging. We'll be right back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Well, here are the words of God from Ezekiel, excuse me, from Exodus chapter 23, verses 25 and 26. God said this to Israel as he brought them out of Egypt. He said, I will take sickness away from the midst of you. There shall nothing cast their young nor be barren in your land. The number of your days I will fulfill. So when God says sickness, he means sickness, doesn't he? He's not talking about spiritual sickness. He's talking about sickness. And we see sickness around and figure that God must not have meant what he said. He must mean spiritual misery or sin. But if God meant that, God would have said so. So we need to take a look at this part of the words of God's covenant, the blood covenant that he made with Israel that is extended to you and me by being grafted in the import of what he said. Isn't it interesting if you grew up like I did, going to church two or three times a week, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night or Thursday night, always every week, week after week after week, and you go to the prayer meetings and they pray about two or three things. One, help me with my money or my prosperity. Number two, help me with my health. Number three, help me with my kids or those who are not saved. Those are the three things. But as you listen to the prayers oftentimes, 
you wonder if they ever expected the prayers to be answered. It was almost as if they believed in cessationism. In other words, they believed that all of those wonderful promises from God ceased with the apostles and were no longer valid today, but we needed to pray anyway, just in case, just in case. So it was a, a, a fallout measure, just in case. Where was the confidence? Where was the trust? You see, that's the part that's been missing so much in the body of Christ. Absolute trust. And trust will deliver us from much stress. And stress, ungodly stress, I say ungodly stress because it's not the kind of stress that God intended for you and I to have, is the root of much sorrow in our lives. It's not healthy. And it affects our immune systems. And so we're going to take a look at these two kinds of stress. One is called acute. The other is called chronic. And uh, acute stress is uh, that is what occurs on a short-term basis. We all experience it in moments of occurrences that our bodies respond to. It's like a, a stress response where our body pumps out stress hormone. You may have experienced that when you were asked to stand in front of a group, by the way. I certainly did that when I was younger. My goodness. Or singing in front of a group. I, I, I experienced that stress response where the body pumps out stress hormone cortisol as well as other hormones meant to help you survive. So you, might, you, you could feel like your heart is beating loudly and fast. Your breathing becomes shallow. Your blood pressure can increase. And I'm so glad that yesterday... When I went to the dentist, they measured my blood pressure. It was 127 over 72. Very, very, very good and strong. No indication of any stress in terms of the heart. Wow, I was so glad. But that doesn't mean that I don't have to deal with the issue of stress. We all do. The question is how we deal with it. So, acute stress is necessary for survival. It doesn't affect our immunity or our long-term health, but the kind of stress that God would warn us about is chronic stress. That's what affects our immune system. Chronic stress can be caused by anything, from even like hating your job to a bad relationship to sitting in traffic for hours a day, like in Southern California or up in Washington, D.C., it affects your mind, it affects your body, because you're overproducing cortisol and other stress hormones to an extent that your body can't create enough feel-good chemicals to balance those out. So guess what people do? They find counterfeit ways to counterfeit or to uh, respond to stress, to chronic stress. But it still isn't dealing with the immune system. So you can take all kinds of different drugs. You can drink alcohol. You can uh, take, uh, you, you can vape. You can uh, do all kinds of things that people say are reducing their stress. But the reality is they're not dealing with their stress. They're artificial systems that actually do more stress to the body in the name of revealing or relieving stress. So when when we... When we feel stressed out, we're told that we don't digest our food well. And it's because 
our blood is focused on our muscles, and when we eat, we need adequate blood to go down to our gut to digest our food. So people with chronic stress can end up deficient in many different nutrients, even though they eat what they think is healthfully. So, because the nutrients are missing, our body is less able to fight off illness. So, long-term inflation is another thing. Inflammation, not inflation, inflammation. It's a leading cause of illness, and stress causes inflammation. One study noted that 75 to 90% of human diseases are related to the activation of the stress system. So this is a big deal. Do you think God would be concerned about this? You bet. You know why he would be concerned about it? Not just because of the effect on your body, but because of the spiritual reasons why you are stressed, why you are allowing stress to dominate your mind, your heart, your will, your emotions, your body. So, long-term stress increases our chances of life-threatening infection. In fact, studies have shown that stress plays a part in nearly every situation of bad health. Stress can lead directly to disease. It suppresses our T-cells, which ward off illness and therefore doesn't let our immune system work well at large. Stress increases <coughs> excuse me, the risk of diabetes, worsens asthma, increases the potential to develop ulcerative colitis, just to name a few of the serious maladies it can cause that you hear and watch on television all of the so-called remedies for. But they're not dealing with the problem. The problem is a mind and a heart problem in large measure that leads to these other problems in sequence. It can even lead to uh, plaque buildup in your arteries, which causes heart attacks and can actually uh, accelerate or make psychiatric problems worse. Not only does stress cause illness, it also inhibits your ability to recover from it actually slows down the healing process, and that means that not only can stress cause you to get sick, it can then also make it challenging for you to recover. So, as we kind of summarize this distillation of the stress problem, we see that our immune systems are in conflict with stress, and it leads to everything from infection to major disease, so the question is, what do we do about it? What do we do about it? Now, in the medical realm and in the psychological realm, not in the spiritual realm, but in the medical and psychological realm, they will say, okay, well, you just have to manage your stress. Manage your stress? In other words, you want to take a hold of your stress and put it in a corral somewhere and uh, manage it and uh, put a blanket over, a wet blanket over it and smother it and keep it down. Well, is that the problem? No, that's not the problem. The Bible deals with the problem. The problem is in the heart and the mind. It's a spiritual problem. Israel had a terrible spiritual problem. They were completely governed by the spirit of Egypt. They trusted Pharaoh 
They did not trust God. They had been in that system for 400 years. All kinds of diseases had come upon them. And God says, look, I'm taking you out of the bondage of Egypt under Pharaoh, a type of uh, Satan, and I'm going to bring you heading toward the promised land. But if you want to get into my promised land, you're going to have to hear my voice. You're going to have to listen to what I say. You're going to have to obey my voice, my commandments, my statutes, and my judgments as a demonstration that you love me and are putting your trust and your confidence in me. And if you'll do that, he said, you're going to get into my promised land. It's going to be a good deal. So they entered into a marriage covenant with God at Mount Sinai. You can read about it in Exodus. We've talked about it before here on Viewpoint. God said, I will. <clears throat> and the people said, we do. In other words, they entered into a marriage covenant. They said, we'll do everything you say, but they didn't. And because of that, their marriage to God didn't work out. All of the things that God had promised them, including health and strength and prosperity and all of those things, and confidence and peace, they didn't get. Finally, God was so troubled with them that he said, look, you guys are not serious. You apparently like to walk in the stress of Egypt. And so I'm going to let you do it. So as you say, we'd rather go back to Egypt. So even though you're not actually going to go back to Egypt, you're all going to die in the wilderness as if you were in Egypt, because that's where you are in your minds and hearts. So here's the question that I have for you. How many of the 600,000 men, 20 years of age and older, that God brought out of Egypt were allowed into the promised land? Even though all of them were the covenant seed of Abraham, heirs according to the promise. How many got in? The answer, only two, Joshua and Caleb. And the Bible says they got in because they had another spirit. So what was that other spirit? That's what we need to be talking about. We shouldn't be talking about how to smother stress. We should be talking about our spirit. That's what God is concerned about. And as we're heading toward the end of the age, where stress is going to increase, Jesus said it was going to be, men's hearts would fail them for fear for the things that are coming upon the earth, and they are. Look how men's hearts failed them for COVID, and they ran headlong into experimental drugs that they had no uh, basis upon which to place confidence in, but they placed confidence in that rather than in God. Just did. And now sickness and disease is increasing as a result of the so-called remedy that they feared. They feared the COVID virus, and now they're getting something worse. In other words, all of the statistics are now showing around the world that more people died 
from the COVID jab than they did from the virus. You may disagree with that. Go ahead. And we haven't seen the end of it yet. Oh, we haven't seen the end of it yet because we're going to see, in fact, we're going to see what has happened in Peru just this past week. Just this past week. These are troubling times, friends. And Peru is seeing a horrific problem developing there. Very, very scary. And it's all coming from the COVID virus. Uh, Not the virus, but from the jab. You're listening to Viewpoint. Viewpoint does determine destiny, friends. There are no neutral viewpoints. And it's time that we come to understand and agree with that assessment that there are no neutral viewpoints. I want to provide a hope-giving book to you that will help you to be strengthened in your spiritual immune system so that your body, your will, your emotions, your heart can follow suit. Out of Egypt. $15 will put this book in your hands. It's on our website, saveus.org. You can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA. Be encouraged, my friend. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, on the front page are two great videos. First, an interview and discussion of Chuck's book, Out of Egypt. Also, a great TV interview with Chuck regarding his book, Seduction of the Saints. Much more videos, a for pastors only section, and also you can view Chuck's weekly teachings. All at his website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. Also on Chuck's website, listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast. Listen to the archives. Maybe you missed a program. Check it out at saveus.org. Also, there are some great resources, hospitality information, also information about marriage, divorce, and remarriage, newsletters, articles, prophecy, prayer and revival information, all at saveus.org. Trust in the Lord, my friend, with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding or the understanding of other people or purported understanding of other people. In all your ways, all of them, not just the ones you feel comfortable in, in all your ways, acknowledge and agree with God's viewpoint and he'll direct your path. Now, if that is your life orientation, you are much more likely by far than the majority of Americans to have peace in your heart. So that you might sing, as the author of that famous song once said, when peace like a river attends my way, I say it is well with my soul If it's not well with your soul, it's not well with your gut either, my friend. If it's not well with your soul, you are going to be in increasing stress unnecessarily beyond what you should be sustaining 
and it will and is affecting your life and your health. It is. You can't get away from it. That's how God created us, to either trust him or not, to either obey him or not. There are consequences for our failure to trust God. As we look toward the second coming, as we look toward the end of the age, we're in these times. These are perilous times, friends. You can see that. It doesn't take a Philadelphia lawyer or a rocket scientist to figure it out. It doesn't take a theologian to have to tell you. You can see it with your own eyes. The question is how we respond. Do we trust the Lord in all things, or do we fret, worry, complain, murmur, like the children of Israel did coming out of Egypt? It kept them from the promised land and all the promises of God, including health. Now here's the latest report from Peru. 84% of the Peruvians have been jabbed with the so-called vaccines. But Peru has now declared a health emergency because of a Gillian Barr outbreak. You say, well, what's that? Well, it's a rare and dangerous neurological disorder, the increased development of which has been linked directly to the COVID jabs. So 84% of Peru has been fully vaccinated, fully vaccinated, friends, against COVID-19. But now, with this massive occurrence of the Killian Barr outbreak, they are desperately concerned that they have actually caused this by mandating the jab. So Killian Barr syndrome is defined as a neurological and autoimmune disorder in which patients immune systems attack their nervous systems, leading to an often catastrophic breakdown in bodily functions. So in the case of heavily jabbed Peru, where more than 84% of the citizens have had at least two COVID jabs and over 90% have had at least one, a 90-day public health emergency has now been declared after the country noted an unusual increase in Gillian Barr cases documenting at least 180 cases and four deaths over a span of just the recent, last recent weeks. This is a, a very unusual thing, friends. Something has triggered it, and they're, they're attaching this, believing that it is directly related to the counterfeit vaccines. They were not vaccines. Even the CDC had to admit that and change the definition of vaccine in order to pretend that they were vaccines. Now, in addition to that, the FDA has now been caught covering up COVID shot deaths amid soaring heart attacks. Covering up the deaths from the jabs in the face of soaring heart attacks. There was a study that came out from Korea 
concerning vaccine and myocarditis cases resulting in sudden death where no clinical myocarditis recorded. And according to Jessica Adams, a researcher over a decade covering FDA advisory panels, she says, this new data from Korea that some vaccine myocarditis cases are resulting in sudden death with no clinical myocarditis recorded constitutes an imminent threat to the health of these individuals. And by not releasing the information requested, the FDA or Federal Drug Administration is putting the public health at harm. And their delay is irresponsible and unexplainable. Well, I can explain it. They don't want to admit that they were wrong. They don't want to admit that people who died suddenly after receiving the so-called vaccine died due to a type of vaccine-induced heart inflammation called myocarditis. According to Dr. Kai Hun Kim, there in South Korea, he said vaccine-related myocarditis was the only possible cause of their death. All of these sudden cardiac deaths. People under 40. We don't have time to go into more and more of this because that's not what the program is about. The program here today is not about uh, COVID. It's not about vaccines. It is about trusting God. And the majority of people on the planet did not. They were threatened. They were full of fear. They were fearful of the vaccine. Excuse me. They weren't fearful of the vaccine. They were fearful of the virus. Why weren't they fearful of the flu? That's what it was, a serious flu. Have you ever heard people being scared to death of the flu? No. Even though hundreds of thousands in America every year die from the flu. This was stirred up, friends. The fear was choreographed by government, by the medical profession, and by the media. They all together choreographed the fear, and you succumbed. You see how this works? And if you were willing to succumb to that kind of manipulation, when it was known that this was just an experimental so-called vaccine, which wasn't a vaccine, then what else are you willing to submit to through fear or force or threat of force? The mark of the beast? Mm. That's coming, my friend. Another article says mystery deaths are now killing three times more people than COVID did. Emerging statistics on excess mortality rates paint an alarming picture. Far more people died, for instance, in 2021 after the rollout of the COVID shots and in 2022 than during the height of the COVID pandemic in 2020. This is seen all over the world. All over the world. And then, finally, the CDC is called Altering COVID Shot Death Certificates. Wow. Hiding the evidence 
unbelievable. It should be enough to cause tears to come to the eyes of a reasonable person. When we get back from this break, we're going to take a look very quickly at a few headlines that might be helpful to you, uh, providing some, some good direction for your life and for your health. And then we're going to go back and take a look at how to live by faith in a world of distrust. That's really what it's all about, friends. And that's why God could not allow 599,998 men, 20 years of age and over, that were heirs according to the promise, the seed of Abraham could not and would not allow them into his promised land because they didn't walk according to his covenant. They didn't trust him. That was the issue. They did not trust God. And when we get back from this upcoming break, I want to share with you just a little bit in a personal experience. My wife and I, we deal with these issues just like you do. We have our issues just like you do. Financial situations and uh, health situations and so on. Would you be interested to know the nature of our conversations? I'm going to share just one little insight when we come back from this uh, upcoming break that happened just this very morning as we were spending time in the Word and drinking our coffee there together. By the way, you'll hear something good about coffee in just a few moments. But in the meantime, maybe you have now heard from the Jerusalem Post an eternal life pill may be closer than ever thanks to new research. Experts estimate that the fountain of youth pill may be on the horizon. Really? So we don't need to be saved. We don't need to trust God. We can just have another false hope. Oh, and you know how it happened? These so-called abilities to provide eternal life were discovered after researchers sequenced pieces of the RNA, the very thing that was causing death to millions across the world through the jab. Wow. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? 
Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by His Spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, Behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Welcome back to Viewpoint, friends. Remember when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, God said through his covenant that I will take sickness away from the midst of you. That's what God said. Isaiah the prophet seemed to repeat the same theme concerning the coming of Yeshua, Jesus. That doesn't mean that all sickness in the planet will be dispersed of or destroyed because of Jesus' coming. But what it does mean is that if we will live and walk according to the word, the will, and the ways of the Lord, and trust him with a whole heart, it will be well with your soul, and you will be willing, able to walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh, and therefore, because you're not walking in the flesh but in the Spirit, it will not reap the corruption in your body that is due to the stress that is destroying the earth. Have your attention? You may not have heard it quite this way. Just a few points real quickly. These six foods will boost your heart health. You probably heard it before, but we'll just repeat it. Fruits, vegetables, legumes, nuts, fish, and whole fat dairy products are key to lowering the risk of cardiovascular disease, including heart attacks and strokes. That was the result, conclusion of a study led by scientists at McMaster University and the Population Research Health Institute in Ontario, Canada. For the study, the researchers analyzed data from multiple studies that included 245,000 people in 80 countries. My wife and I purpose every week to have a little salmon, hopefully if we can, twice a week, maybe four ounces of salmon. We don't try to engorge ourselves with it, but it's one of the best foods you can eat for your health. Salmon. Just a hint. It's expensive. Yes, it is. That's why four ounces, everything's expensive. Beef. It's all expensive. So keep the portions down. Not brushing your teeth at night can be deadly, by the way. That's the latest study conducted from Japan. 
found that people who skip brushing their teeth at night have an increased risk of heart failure and heart attacks. Don't need to go into it any further than that. How about these two things here? Seven health benefits from drinking coffee. Now, the Mormons don't want to hear this, and neither do the Seventh-day Adventists, but drinking coffee lowers the risk of death from a variety of common diseases and conditions. In a study of more than 185,000 people, scientists found that all racial groups, whites, Asians, African-Americans, and Hispanics, had a 12% lower incidence of death due to heart disease, cancer, diabetes, respiratory problems, or kidney disease when they drank one cup of coffee a day, and this decrease in mortality was even greater 18% for those who drank two to three cups of coffee a day. Does that mean you should drink 12 cups of coffee a day? No. Everything in reasonable moderation. Another. Want to do good for your liver? Did you know, by the way, that the Bible refers to your liver as the very, you sort of like the heart of your soul in a sense? So, This report says that coffee lowers the risk for liver disease. Caffeinated or decaffeinated? As long as you have three to four cups a day. It prevents liver disease. Wow. Another study, coffee may lower the risk of prostate cancer. Men... Prostate cancer is a deadly uh, thing for men, almost as close to them as their heart, in a sense. Just something to think about this morning. As my wife and I were discussing our situation, the last we had uh, downsized our home, and in order to try to become a little bit more managed, manageable, reduce uh, the demands on ourselves and financially. Unfortunately, when we bought this new house, a wonderful house, we found ourselves almost every day, every week for the past 12 months, having to replace one or more systems in the house to the point where As of the end of next week, we will have replaced 95% of all the systems in the house, both small and large. Do you know what the, the effect of that has been? Well, we thought that in selling our previous home that we had been in for almost 30 years, that the net proceeds would be such that we would have a nice little kitty to rest on, so to speak, and trust and remove financial stress and so on. You know what's happened? That entire nest egg has been eaten up by the expensive demands of replacing all of these systems. Do you think that's been fun? No, no fun, no fun, friends. In fact, it's been very troubling. And it's day after day after day after day, week after week after week for 12 months. 
unbelievable but here's what we concluded after all of that and having all of those resources that we thought we could trust being stripped away from us we have come to this conclusion God didn't want us to have those things to trust. He didn't want us to trust money in the bank. He wanted us to trust him. And that's how we've lived our lives for the past 50 years. 57 years come next week. 57 years we've lived our lives just trusting God without any bank accounts. It's amazing. It's been amazing. We've seen such amazing things that God has done, whether it was when I was a public school teacher, whether it was when I was practicing law, whether it's when we've been doing this, these areas of ministry and so on. I want to share that with you. Kathy and I would like to encourage you. God does not want you to trust your 401k. He does not want you to trust your silver and gold stashes. He doesn't even want you to trust your stashes of emergency food. Now, is there anything wrong with having emergency food? No. What's wrong is when you put your confidence and trust in it. That's what kept the rich young ruler out of the kingdom of heaven. He wanted all the benefits of walking with the Lord. But God said, there's one thing you last, lack. Go sell what you have and give to the poor, and then come follow me. And the rich young Euler, who was very, very wealthy, had much confidence and trust in his stuff. And he turned away and walked away sorrowfully. How about you? What we have discovered is that there's no greater joy or freedom than trusting God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, my dear friend. Do not lean on your own understanding or on all of these other alternative things that are testing you, seeking to treacherously turn your trust to false saviors. Ultimately, that's what the mark of the beast is about. And if you're not trusting God now, you if you think you're stressed out now, you ain't seen nothing yet. When that mark comes along, friends, the choices that people will have to make are so monumental that the majority will fail. They just will, because they're not prepared. The most important thing that you can do to prepare the way of the Lord in your life after repenting of sin and unrighteousness and unholiness and rebellion against God, disobedience against his word, is to come to the place of absolute trust and confidence in him and then walk it out day by day. And thank the Lord for the different trials and tribulations because he's using those to bring patience into your life so that you will not be destroyed by that which is going to destroy everyone else on this planet, including many, if not the majority of professing Christians. 
who are just not prepared and don't want to be prepared. They think things are going to go on business as usual, and it ain't going to be that way. Look, hopefully, even though I have shared some very difficult things with you here today concerning uh, developments in the health range and with regard to COVID and the vaccine and all of that, we have today. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of trust. Now, to encourage yourself with the biblical foundation for all trusting God in every circumstance and situation, I urge you to get a copy of the book, Out of Egypt. Out of Egypt. Out of Egypt. Preparing the way of the Lord in your life for history's final hour. $15. Website, saveus.org. You'll be blessed. A postal worker sent a copy of this to his father in San Francisco, of all places. The last report I heard was that his father had read it seven times because it had been so edifying, encouraging, uplifting, faith-building. That's what we need today, isn't it? No wonder God said over 400 times from Genesis to Revelation, out of Egypt. Come out of Egypt, out of Egypt, out of Egypt. He took them out of Egypt, but he couldn't get the spirit of Egypt out of them. And the question today for you is, has God gotten the spirit of Egypt out of you? Or are you still walking like an Egyptian? Is your trust in the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker? Is your trust in the systems of this world? Is your trust in the ways of Pharaoh, the ways of the presidents and the pontificators of this world? Or is your trust in the God who made and preserved us a nation. And speaking of spiritual healing, in the book of Isaiah, he says, that when evening was come, they brought unto him Jesus. Many that were possessed of devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, that is, Jesus did. He healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Trust. Trust and obey, my dear friend, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. You want to come to grips with stress in your life? This is how to do it. Thanks for joining us. Become a partner. Send your gifts by faith to Save America Ministries. Get the book out of Egypt on our website, saveus.org. Call us, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Become a partner, friends. The other guys.